this is Verity Garvey, and you're listening to Liar Liar Brain on Fire. This is a podcast where we explore the harmful lies that we believe about ourselves and learn to exchange those lies for life-giving truth. Welcome to episode three. Before we get into it, let's play Two Truths and a Lie. This is a game where I'll tell you three things about myself. Two of them are true and one is a lie. I'll reveal the lie at the end of the episode. Okay, number one, my favorite food is gummy candy. Number two, my children are part Vietnamese. And number three, I do yoga every morning for my mental health. Which one do you think is the lie? Okay, let's get started. Today's episode is about self-loathing and self-judgment. I have a really hard time saying self-loathing. It is a hard couple words to say for me. So I'll probably get tongue-tied a few times in this episode, but that's totally fine. So self-loathing and self-judgment were a daily reality for me. I think the last time that I fully experienced this on a day-to-day basis was about two years ago, right before I started coaching, um, or rather getting coached myself. And before I started any kind of medication, I just hated myself. Um, It's really hard to think back on the way that I felt about myself every single day. I would set these goals in the morning. And to be honest, they were way overblown, which is a common ADHD issue of setting these unreachable perfectionistic goals for the day. Um, I would immediately start failing at these massive goals and the small goals because I was overwhelmed and end the day just feeling like a total failure and just really hating myself. The best that I felt was not so much hating myself, but just hating being myself. I don't know if that makes sense, but basically I remember saying to my husband, I'm just so frustrated that I am not the person that I want to be. My values and the things that I care about and the way that I want my life to look, it's just not happening. Every day feels like a failure because I'm just not the person that that I want to be. I felt like there was, you know, my clients, a lot of them feel a very similar way, which is why they came to me as a coach. Um, I was on a podcast uh, about a year ago, I think. Um, I don't know. It could have been shorter or longer than that. I don't have a great concept of time, but um, it's an episode of the podcast, I Have ADHD by Kristen Carter. Uh, Kristen was my one-to-one coach and she's one of my best friends. And she um, asked me to be on her podcast after I had finished coaching with her. The episode is called Changing My Mind About Myself. And the premise of the episode is basically her asking me questions about what it was like to change my mind about myself, meaning deciding to stop hating myself. What does it mean when you draw a line on the sand and you just say, enough, I am not going to hate myself every single day. I'm not going to judge every single thing that I do. Um, I'm not going to do it anymore. That's not going to be my life. And I feel like that decision comes before you can gather evidence of why you don't need to hate yourself. You need to decide that you're not going to hate yourself no matter what. It doesn't matter if you make mistakes. It doesn't matter if you, you know, quote unquote, fail the day or let someone down or, you know, 
having grace for yourself in the process. Like, yes, you want to work on those things because you're not getting the results from those actions that you want in your life. But deciding to stop hating yourself for those things, that's when the real change can happen. Because at least for me, when I was stuck in the hole of (laughs) hating myself, I felt so depressed and so just sad all the time that it was really hard to even feel motivated to make changes in my life um, that I wanted to do. And so it really was such a vicious cycle. So let's talk a little bit about the concept of stopping a certain line of thinking. We've talked about, um, you know, previously on this podcast, we've talked about replacing negative thoughts with kinder, more compassionate thoughts towards yourself. But it's a big jump to start teaching your brain, um, hey, like you don't hate yourself. You actually love yourself. You think that you're amazing. That is actually kind of a shock for the brain. It really doesn't, it's not always very sustainable. It totally could work for some people. But I find for most people, it's it's too big of a jump and it doesn't feel true. And so starting with actually isolating those thoughts of self-hatred um, and judgment towards every little thing that you do, really recognizing them for what they are, which are lies, um, you are lying to yourself. Your brain is lying to yourself about your worth based on your productivity or you know whatever else you're deciding is establishing you as a worthy human your brain is lying to you by saying you are not worthy you haven't earned your worth and you're not deserving of love from yourself and that's the thought uh, that needs to be isolated and basically kicked out evicted um, when that thought rises up in your brain It is totally okay to just say, like intentionally think in your brain, nope, that's not how I talk to myself anymore. I might be frustrated. I might have to solve this problem. I might have made a mistake, but I no longer tell myself that I hate myself. I no longer tell myself that I'm a terrible person. That isn't how I speak to myself anymore. Everything in you might be wanting to say that to yourself. You might be furious with yourself about something. But there, it is possible to be very intentional with stopping your thoughts in their tracks, even when you don't have an alternative thought to replace it with. If you stop that thought enough, you can break that habit of immediately reacting to circumstances with the thought, oh, I'm the worst. I hate myself. That's actually a habit that your brain has. It's a physical neural pathway in your mind that that thought travels along. And so when you feed that and you allow it to keep firing off, (laughs) that becomes stronger and stronger. When you stop it in its tracks and say, nope, That's just not true. That's a lie. Call it out as a lie. That's a lie that I'm unworthy. That's a lie that I deserve to be hated. That's a lie that I'm not a good person. It's a lie. Stop it in its tracks. After a while, there will be space in your brain to start working on the alternative thoughts of self-compassion and understanding and kindness towards yourself. 
of letting yourself off the hook or being more realistic with your goals. You know, out of self-hatred oftentimes comes more and more lofty ideals of what you should be, and it becomes completely unreachable. When you have self-compassion and understanding, you will be able to set more realistic goals because you won't need to prove yourself every single day. You'll just have to do the things you need to do because you are building a certain type of life. When we're stuck in thought loops of hating ourselves and judging ourselves, it's really hard to see ourselves as humans worthy of compassion and stopping those thoughts and allowing yourself to approach your actions with affectionate curiosity. Why am I doing this? Why did I stay in bed all day? Why didn't I eat today? What's going on here? Because you care. If you hate yourself, you're not going to spend the time being curious in a really compassionate, affectionate way about why it is that you are stuck in habits that are not getting you the results that you want. Um, For example, you know, I had a lot of days that I just couldn't do anything. I would just lay there and I would I, I would feel paralyzed. And I would, um, even though I knew I had ADHD, I would kind of just brush that off and judge myself as being lazy and worthless and a bad mom. Um, and when I stopped doing that, when I stopped the judgment and stopped hating myself and beating myself up every night about that day, I started being able to take the time to love and affection, ask myself, why is it that you get stuck on the couch? What triggers that? What is it that comes before a day like that? And I realized if I don't get enough sleep, I'm done. If there's too much sound in the house, I am super sensitive to sound. And I didn't realize this. Um, I mean, my mom probably could have told me that a million times, but I just didn't realize. I didn't realize that if you know there was music playing in one room and the TV was on and the kids were yelling and my husband was asking questions and um, someone was texting me and my phone was pinging, that my brain was not going to function. Um, I had no idea because I spent so much time hating myself that I didn't have time to be curious, like, what's stopping you in your tracks? And um, when I allowed myself the time to do that, I realized, you know, those are just two examples, not getting enough sleep and being overstimulated, that I knew about myself then and I could make changes, real changes. I could make sure that I got enough sleep. And when I didn't get enough sleep, when I wasn't able to get myself to bed on time, then I could prepare for the next day. I could be more gentle with myself when I was deciding what I wanted to do with my time the next day. I could allow myself more rest and more stillness. Um, Now that I know that I'm completely oversensitive to auditory stimuli, I can make sure that um, I actually bought... Uh, these little earplugs called loop earplugs that filter out the noise so I can still hear people. I can still hear my kids when they ask me a question. I can still know what's going on, but the sound is filtered in a way that it's not so overstimulating. It's it's like turning the volume down. Um, and I also just make sure that things are not going at the same time. I don't, you know, if no one's in a room and Alexa's playing, I'll 
stop it and I'll make sure the TV's not too loud. And I let my husband know, hey, like there's too much going on. Don't ask me a question right now. Um, and I'm more honest about my needs because I care about myself. I have this affection for myself and a compassion for myself that allows me to recognize my needs and respond accordingly instead of just dismissing every need I have and then wondering why I'm failing every single day and hating myself. The other tool that I use to change my thinking, um, and this, I don't know, this might be controversial. I hope not, but this is really something that's worked for me, is humor. I actually allow myself to laugh at myself a little bit, not in a mean way, but in an affectionate way. You know, it can be actually pretty funny having ADHD. I do a lot of very weird things. Um, I find my keys in very random places. I leave the remote in the fridge. I leave every single cabinet open every single time I'm in the kitchen, even if I haven't needed something in that cabinet. Um, there are just really funny things that happen that I now choose to just kind of giggle at that, you know, my husband and I will will kind of joke about, again, in a, in a kind way, not making myself the butt of the joke, um, kind of having an affectionate humor, making, you know, my ADHD and the funny little mistakes and weird things that I do a part of my identity that I love. It can totally be inconvenient sometimes, but it's also like funny and it makes me unique and it, it, changes the dynamics of our family in a way that doesn't have to be bad. It can be it can be funny. My kids are starting to laugh a little bit. My oldest son, um, he's six and he's like super responsible and he laughs. And when we get in the car, he's like, mommy, do you have your phone and your keys in your bag? Like <laughs> you got to have those things. And he'll just kind of giggle. And um, and it, it creates a, a connection between the two of us. Um, an understanding that he has of me as his mom, um, because I have that understanding of myself. I allow myself to laugh at those little things. And, you know, I don't know if my children have ADHD yet. They might. And I want them, you know, if they do, I want them to be able to um, have affection for their for themselves, have a, a lightheartedness and a joy in life not being weighed down by feeling like you just make constant mistakes. So again, you know, stopping the self-hatred talk, the self-loathing, <laughs> there's that word again, self-loathing spiral, um, stopping those thoughts and making space in my mind for affection, compassion, kindness, um, gentle curiosity and humor towards myself has really, really helped in communicating my truth to others. I got rid of the lies that told myself I was terrible and told myself that I was undeserving of love. I just stopped those thoughts and, and started um, viewing myself in a different way. And because of that, I have space to understand myself so that I can share that with others. I am able to say to friends, I know it's annoying that I don't text you back, but I just forget. And it's not because I don't love you. I can say to my kids like, oh, I'm so sorry we're late again. Like, let's try to figure out something, some way to keep mommy on track. Um, or, you know, my husband has a deeper understanding that I'm not just not caring about the things that he's asked me to do or um, when I get really snappy, if there's too much sound going on, he knows I'm not just being rude. 
um, well, I probably am being rude, but it's not because I want to be rude to him. It's because my brain is in an overstimulated state. And so he'll turn the volume down and try again and be way more gentle with me because I've been able to share truth about myself that I now value instead of judging and diligently stop them. You do have that power. It takes a lot of energy in the beginning when you start doing this. It is okay if you're exhausted by this process at first. It does get easier and you will free up space in your brain that is currently being taken up by lies about why you deserve to be hated. One of my absolutely incredible clients who I just love so much, she um, actually found me by going onto um, a podcast app and typing in how to stop hating yourself. And up popped that episode that I mentioned earlier, how to change your mind about yourself on I Have ADHD. The fact that she searched for that has always been such a profound thought. Why I'm a coach and what I want people to learn from me, it's literally that, how to stop hating yourself. And step number one is stop. And I know that sounds You know, I don't want that to sound dismissive or simplistic, but you are the boss of your brain and you can stop those thoughts. Even if you don't have alternative, like loving thoughts to replace it with, you can decide right now that you do not talk to yourself in that way anymore. You do not tell yourself that you hate yourself. You do not allow those lies to take root that you are undeserving of love. When those thoughts come up, intentionally, I promise you (laughs) that this works. You are the boss of your brain and you can change your thoughts or stop those thought spirals. You do have a choice to not get everything done. After a while of practicing stopping those thought spirals, those self-hatred spirals, um, it is a really good idea to go back in and give yourself some alternative thoughts, some positive, loving, kind thoughts that you can hold on to and you can start building a self-concept with a foundation of affection and kindness and compassion and understanding of yourself. So these are some thoughts that I would like to offer, but ultimately your truth about yourself will come from you. And so these are thoughts that I'm going to offer. You do not have to use them or take them, but if they serve you well, it is okay that I didn't get everything done. Super simple. (laughs) Instead of, man, I am the worst. I got nothing done. I changed it to, it is okay that I didn't get everything done because that's true. It is always okay. Another thought that I have is look at what I did today. Instead of looking at what I didn't do today, look at what I did today. Another option is I am so funny and unique instead of I am so weird and awkward and funny and unique. Another one is that my creations matter. I stopped allowing myself to do art because I didn't think I deserved that time. And so um, instead of having the thought like doing art is a total waste of time, I started thinking... Anything that I create is of value because I enjoyed the process. I'm not creating for any other reason than to enjoy the process of creating art. I'm allowed to do something for joy 
not just productivity. I'm allowed to rest when my brain is tired, not just when my body is tired. A self-hating thought that I had a lot was that I wasn't allowed rest because I didn't earn it. But the thing is, is that my brain gets tired because I have ADHD. And so sometimes I haven't done anything, but my brain has been totally hyperactive and I just need to rest. And allowing myself to do that has been life-changing. So having that thought, I am allowed to rest when I need to, not because you've earned it. That is not your motivation. If you're holding on to those thoughts because you think that if you allow yourself to stop hating yourself, that you'll just do nothing forever because you won't care, that's not true. So in summary, if you are in the place right now that I was a few years ago where you just wake up every morning hoping to be someone and going to sleep every night hating yourself because you're not living up to your own expectations, you do not have to think like that anymore. You are allowed to let go of those self-loathing thoughts. You are allowed to stop judging yourself. You're going to do the things that you wish you could do now because you have more space in your brain. You have more joy in your life. You have a lightheartedness and a humor that allows you to do things because you love your life and you know that you can versus the crippling shame and pain that comes from hating yourself every single day. So I just want to encourage you today, just stop the spiral, stop those thoughts, be very, very, very intentional with not allowing those self-hating thoughts to take hold. You are the boss of your brain. You say what thoughts stay and what thoughts go. You do have that power. If you are really struggling with those thoughts right now and you need somebody to walk beside you in changing those thoughts, stopping and changing them, please reach out to me. I would love, love, love to help you do that. It is the reason that I got into life coaching. Um, I don't want anyone to feel the way that I felt two years ago. I don't want that for anyone. And so if you're in the thick of it and you need some help, reach out to me. I would love to talk to you. Before I go, here's the answer to two truths and a lie. The lie is that I do yoga every morning. I wish I did, but I definitely don't. I would love to, but the truth is that I have very little routine in my life. Literally every morning is a surprise to me and to my family. So um, yeah, that is 100% the lie, although I wish it was true. It is true that my favorite food is gummy candy, Trader Joe's penguins forever, and it's true that my boys are part Vietnamese. My husband's mom is Vietnamese, which means that I'm married into a big, beautiful, loving Vietnamese family. We're so much fun. We're doing a family vacation in a few weeks with everyone, and I'm super excited. We're staying in a house on the beach on the Jersey Shore. Uh, so let me know if you have any recommendations for that area. I've never, well, I've been there like once for the day, um, but I don't know what to do there other than lay on the beach, which honestly sounds great. But if you have any recommendations for, um, for that area, I'd love to hear them. I hope this episode was encouraging and helpful for you today. Thank you so much for listening. I would love to get to know you. If you're not already following me on Instagram, you can find me at Verity Garvey Life Coaching, and you can also find the link to my website in the show notes. Subscribe, rate, and share this podcast if you enjoyed it. And again, thank you for listening today. It truly means the world to me. All right. See you next Friday. Bye. Bye.